0: Now, before we recite the Qur'an, what do we say? Before Bismillah. What do we say? Can everybody recite together? I heard you had a tajweed class today, did you? What did you learn in that? What did you learn in that? Surah Al-Fatiha? But when you began your recitation, is there something that you said before? What was that? Audhu Everybody say it? Good. And after Arudu Billah, what do we say? All right. Now basically the first Audu it is called Tawud. For those of you who are interested, you can make note of that. Ta'awud. Ta'awud is to seek refuge. And Bismillahir Rahman Rahim is called the Basmalah. All right. Yes, I said it right, not Bismillah, Basmalah. Anyway, تعود Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an that, فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنِ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ When you recite the Qur'an, then seek refuge with Allah Seek protection with Him against who? Against who? Shaytan, Meaning, ask Allah to protect you from who? From Shaytan. When do you need protection against something? Have you ever asked your mom, for example, can you please take my sister away from me for now? She's not letting me read. And every time I make something with Lego, she comes and breaks it. Right? Or I'm trying to write and she pulls my pencils away. Has it ever happened? Yeah? Yeah? Your younger siblings, not just when they're babies, even when they grow up, what do they do? Sometimes maybe taller than you. Alright? What do they do? Do they bother you? Do they? Okay. So then what do you do? Do you ask your parents for some help over there? Why? Why not tell your younger sibling to go away themselves? They won't listen to you. Isn't it? They're not going to listen to you. You find yourself weak. That I told her ten times to leave me alone. But she's not leaving me. I need my own time. I need my personal space. I need to breathe. This kid is in my face all the time. After my phone or after my computer or after my stuff, Doesn't it happen? Happens, right? Now the thing is, that when you start reading the Qur'an, what is the Qur'an? It's the book of guidance. It's a book which, if you follow, this book will take you to Jannah. Isn't that what we learned last time? That whoever keeps the Qur'an in front of him, then the Qur'an will take him to Jannah. Now there's this guy out there, who's called Shaytan. You don't see Him. But He doesn't want you to get there. And you know what He's gonna do? The moment you open up the Qur'an, He's gonna say, What time is it? There's still how much time? One hour? Fifteen minutes? Oh, man it's so hot here. What is she saying? When is she gonna stop? My hand is hurting. What is this? I don't get it. Why am I here? You know what I mean? These thoughts will come into your head. Even though you are here, shaitan will not let you benefit. He will distract you. So the first thing you need to do is what? Kick him out. Can you do that yourself? If you could, it would be very easy, right? But you can't do that. You need the help of the all-powerful one. And who is he? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you say, أَعُوذُ What does أَعُوذُ mean? A'Udu is to seek protection and shelter with someone. That I am seeking refuge and shelter and protection with who? Billah with Allah. Against who? Min Shaytan. From the Shaytan that is? That is? Al-Rajim. What does al-Rajim mean? You know Rajim is from Rajim. And Rajim is to throw stones. Now, it's not nice. You don't do that these days, alhamdulillah. But there are places where, you know, for example, if a stray dog comes after you, it's not going to leave you. It's going to keep following you. It could hurt you. So you need to scare it away. So that's what people do. They take like stones and things like that and they throw at it. Why? Why? To chase it away. This is Rajim, the one who is chased away. This is who shaytan is. A'u'dhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim Oh Allah, you protect me and save me from the accursed shaytan. The next thing we say is, Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Bismillah. Bismi. With name. Meaning, I begin what I'm doing by mentioning the name of who? Allah. Who is Allah? Ar-Rahman, the entirely merciful. And He is? al rahim the especially merciful. And every time we begin the recitation of a surah, we begin with what? Bismillah. We say, a'udhu Billah, and then we also say, Bismillah. Now what is the meaning of Bismillah? What is the meaning of Surah Al-Fatiha Inshallah we will look at that Okay What we're gonna do is Do the word for word translation Now I could say the Arabic And the translation But that would be pretty boring for you If you're just listening, listening, listening So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say the Arabic word And I want you To say the translation That is right beneath it Alright? So, for example, I will say Bismi and you will say with name. I will say Allahi and you will say of Allah. I will say Ar Rahman and you will say the extremely merciful. I will say Ar Rahim and you will say the ever merciful. Clear? Alright, we're going to do this for the whole surah. Ready? Okay. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مَالِكِ يَوْمِ okay. الدِّين okay. Okay. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ إِهْدِنَا الْصِرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمَ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ Of those who أَنْعُمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Now open up from the beginning of the surah. And we are now going to listen to the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha. But before we begin listening, I want you to know the rules of listening. You know what the rules of listening are? Very good. No talking. What else? Actually listening. Not hearing. Listening. What's the difference between hearing and listening? Listening. Hearing is like in and out. You know, your ear perceives the sound. You know, like you can hear the fans. But listening is what the sound that you choose to pay attention to. The sound that you are carefully listening to. The sound that you are thinking about when you're listening to. That is listening. Alright? istami'u lahu Allah says in the Qur'an. So in order to do that, I have a suggestion, which is that you either use your finger, or your pencil or your pen, and you follow along. So as you will listen to the recitation, as the reciter is saying Bismillahill-Rahmanir-Rahim, your pen or your finger should be where, should be where, right under ar-Rahman rahmanir rahim Can we do that? Excellent. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدِنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير أَغْضُوْبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا آمين. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ All praise is due to Allah, Lord of the Worlds. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, be entirely merciful, be especially merciful. Maliki yawm din Sovereign of the Day of Recompense. Iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka It is you we worship and you we ask for help. Ihdina الصِّرَاطَ al guide us to the straight path. The path of those upon you have bestowed favor, not of those who have evoked your anger or of those who are astray. Ameen. In the statements, أَعُوذُ and There There is a name that is mentioned, and that is the name Allah. Allah, the one who has revealed this book. So before we learn about what this book is saying, the question is, who is Allah? What does the name Allah even mean? You see, the word Allah it is said that it is from the word alaha. And alaha is to turn to someone for protection. To find sanctuary with someone. To find a resting place with someone. So who is Allah? The one with whom the entire creation finds protection with. Meaning, you and I are in danger unless and until who protects us? Allah protects us. It is also said that the name Allah is from waliha, which means to be amazed, to be astonished. And Allah, our Lord, is such that the more you get to know Him, the more closer you draw to Him, the more amazed you will be. It is also said that the name Allah is from Aliha, which means to worship. So Allah is the one who is worshipped. The one who deserves to be worshipped. And this is why He is called Allah, because Allah means the God. Meaning the one who is supposed to be worshipped. So if he is supposed to be worshipped, then what does it mean? That he is the creator, he is the owner, he is the provider, he knows everything, he sees everything, he hears everything, he's got control over everything. This is who Allah is. The one who is worshipped and the one who truly deserves to be worshipped. Allah. And he is the one who has revealed this book. But then you see in Bismillah, Bismillah, Hirrahman Rahim. After Allah, two more names of Allah are mentioned. And which ones are they? What are the names? Look at the ayah. Al Rahman and Al Rahim. Rahman and Al Rahim. Both of these names, you will see in the box, the names are mentioned. They're from the root letters Ra, Ha, Meem. What are the root letters? Ra, Ha, Meem. And Ar Rahman and Ar Rahim. Both of these names, basically, what they mean is the one who is merciful. But is there a difference? Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim. Do they sound different? Yes. So, of course, the meaning has to be different also. There's got to be some. Difference between them. You see, rahmah, mercy, is a rule that Allah has made for Himself. Mercy, being compassionate, is a rule that Allah has made for Himself. Even though He doesn't need any rules. He has made it for Himself. That His mercy will always be greater. His mercy will always triumph. So, What does rahma mean? Rahma is to do good to someone. What does rahma mean? To do good to someone without requiring anything back. Sometimes you're good to your brother. Yeah, I'll help you with your homework. Why? Because he cannot figure it out himself and you feel bad for him? No, it's because so that you'll get something out of him. Isn't it? Many times this happens. We'll help other people. Why? Because we want something back. Rahma is to do good to someone without needing anything back. Without requiring anything back. So it is to genuinely help someone and benefit them. Now Allah is ar-Rahman and ar-Rahim. Which means that He is merciful, very, very merciful. Now you see, Ar-Rahman. This is the strongest noun that exists in the Arabic language, right? Ar-Rahman. It's the strongest noun that exists in the Arabic language. So Ar-Rahman means the one who is very, very merciful, and you could put very many times. No matter how many times you put it, it would be insufficient. Ar-Rahman is the one whose mercy is so vast that it encompasses everything. His mercy, his kindness is so vast that even those who reject him, those who don't obey him, He still provides them. He still gives them. If I were to ask you, are you a kind person? What would you say? No? Wow. I mean, generally people would say, yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind. But if your friend makes a promise with you and then breaks it, or she tells on you, or she does something that made you upset, what would you do? I'm never going to speak to you again. Do we do such things? Or then we think, you know what, I gave her that gift, I better take it back somehow. Well, she just annoyed you once. And look at your rage, and look at your anger. Where did your kindness go? But if you think about it, in one day, how many times do we disobey Allah? How many times do we do things which are really not so good, Many times, right? But is it that our nose becomes long if we lie? Remember Pinocchio? Can you imagine if Allah dealt with us in the same way? What would we be? Really, our noses would be how big? Seriously. Ar-Rahman. The one whose mercy is all-encompassing. He doesn't just show kindness to us people, but He also shows kindness to all of His creatures. And so many different types of creatures. You know, as human beings, we have a limit to show compassion to others. Don't we? Like we'll be very nice to people at school. But the moment we come home, and our younger sibling, or our child, or whoever bothers us, we're like, I don't have any patience for this, okay? I'm tired. I don't have any patience for this. Why? Because our supply of patience is finished. We have a limited capacity because we are the creation. Allah, who is He? Ar-Rahman, the one whose mercy is all-encompassing. And then He is Ar-Rahim also. Ar-Rahim is also merciful. But the difference is, that it is said that, there's many differences, but I'll give you one or two. Ar-Rahman, his mercy is such that it is comprehensive, meaning it affects everyone and everything. And Ar-Rahim shows that there is a special mercy that he has reserved. For who? Only those who are worthy of it. You must have heard of the statement of the Prophet in which we learn that Allah's mercy is divided into how many parts? A hundred parts. One part of it, we see it where? In this world. And it's because of that mercy that even animals are kind to each other. Like you see a lioness with all those sharp teeth, it doesn't eat up its baby. Why? Because that wild animal, that vicious creature, has some kind of tenderness, for who? For its young. Where did that compassion come from? It's because Allah put it. And that is from where? One part of the hundred parts of His mercy. However, 99 parts of His mercy are for when? For the Day of Judgment. It is also said that Al-Rahman shows the nature of Allah's mercy and what is that nature all encompassing and vast and ar-rahim shows the action that he also shows mercy he also affects the creation with his mercy so bismillahir rahmanir rahim why do we begin by mentioning these names of Allah why and if you notice, we say bismillah, not just when we begin the recitation of the Quran, but also when we're when we begin eating. Isn't it? And many times we say bismillah, even when we're entering the house, we're encouraged to do that. Anything important we're doing, we say bismillah. Why? Because it's as if we are asking Allah for His mercy. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> All praise is for Allah who is the Lord of the worlds alhamdu notice alhamdu al means the interesting huh two letters al and it means the but it doesn't just mean the it also gives a meaning of all of entirely so alhamdu all praise ultimate praise Perfect praise is for who? Lillah. The question is what is hamd? What is praise? Hamd is from the root letters? Can anybody take a guess? Ha, mim, dal. Very good. Ha, mim, dal. And hamd means to mention someone's good qualities. To mention someone's good qualities. Like for example, a great action they've done or great quality they have to mention that. But why? Out of love. Out of admiration. Out of respect. Out of gratitude. Alright? This is hamd. But, you know, sometimes, maybe you've done this, That somebody's drawn something, some artwork, and everybody's like, wow, it's so beautiful. And you're like, I don't think it's beautiful at all. But everybody's like, wow, I love it. And there you are. What will you say? It's nice. Yeah, I love the colors. Sort of. Right? Why are you doing that? Because if you were to start criticizing someone's artwork, it's not nice. So you'll fake it, isn't it? You'll praise them, but you don't actually mean it. Right? That's not hamd. Hamd is praise that you actually mean. Why? Because the other is worthy of it. They're deserving of it. Because really they are someone, they possess such qualities that should be praised. Or they have done something that really should be praised. This is hamd. To mention someone's good qualities out of love, admiration, respect, and gratitude. Why? Because they deserve it. Alhamdulillah. All praise and thanks is for who? For Allah. For what? Why should we praise Allah? Because He created us. But did He just create you and I, just all of us here? What else did He create? Yes? Everything we need also. So for example, if He's made us, He's also made air so that we can breathe and survive. Right? He didn't place us on Mars so that the moment we're born, we suffocate and die. What else did He make? Basically, all praise for Allah... Because, look at the ayah. He is who? Rabbil He is the Lord of the worlds. Rab. Rab is from the root letters. Ra, ba, ba. Write that down now. Okay. Rab has three meanings in it. Okay? Rab gives us three meanings. And I want you to write down these words. Creator, owner, and sustainer. Khalik, creator. Malik, owner. Mudabir, sustainer and planner. So Rabb, when we say our Rabb is Allah, what does it mean? He made me, He owns me, and whatever I am, whatever I have, Whatever is going on, he planned it. He gave me. Now, the amazing thing is that he is Rabbil, Rabbil Alameen. Alameen is plural of the word Alam. So you see the Yanun at the end? You see the Yanun at the end of the word Alameen? If you look at the word Alameen, the last word in the box that you've been given. See the yānun at the end; that's the sign of plural. In English, what do we have? S, cat, cats. So the yānun at the end is a sign of plural. Okay. So alam is a singular form. Now alam is from alam. Alam means, by the way, what's the root? What's the root? Ain lam mīm. Good. Now alam is used for a flag. Or a footprint, basically a sign, a trace. So, for example, if you see footprints on the snow, let's say you come home from school, fresh snow fell, and you see footprints on the snow all the way to your door. What do you know? What do those footprints show you? Somebody was here, right? So, alam is what? The creation. The existence of the creation, what does that mean? Someone made it. Like for example, if there's a a chocolate bar under your pillow, what does that mean? It just came from nowhere? Yeah? What does it mean? Somebody put it there. I see smiles on some people's faces, like I wish I could find chocolate bars under my pillow every day. Okay, So if you find it there, what does it mean? Somebody put it there. Your bed doesn't just make chocolate bars. Right? Somebody put it there. And even if your bed did, it's because your bed, you know, did. So for everything you see, is there a cause behind it, a reason behind it? Is there? Now, whatever we see above us, around us, on us... And then we know that inside our body, also there's so much going on. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Somebody made it. And who is He? Allah. So al alamin the worlds, meaning the creation. And why is it called alameen? Because you see, every creature is like a world. It's a complete system. Isn't it? I mean, if you look at your body, Even that is what? A complete system. Isn't it amazing? If you look at, for example, birds. There's a world of birds. There's the animal kingdom. So all of these creatures that exist, who is their Rabb? Who created them? Allah. Who owns them? Who owns them? Give me the answer. Allah. Allah. Who provides for them? Don't you know the answer? Give me the answer. Everybody together. Who owns them? Who created them? Who provides for them? Allah. Allah. So why not then? Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Doesn't Allah deserve praise? Doesn't He deserve praise? You know, if you see like, if you see somebody with like a new phone. I mean, I don't know what the new phone is these days, but if you saw somebody with like something new, you were like, oh wow, can I have a look at it? Can I see it? Can I touch it? You know that you don't own it, it belongs to somebody else, but you just want to see it, you want to take a look at it, you want to take a picture with it. If you go, you know, to a fancy restaurant and you're having some fancy dessert, do we just eat it there? No. Before we actually eat it, what do we have to do? Take a picture. Snap about it. Hello the whole world. I'm sitting here, and I'm having this dessert. Wow. And what is that dessert? Just one dessert, right? Allah, who is the creator, the owner, the provider of everything, no matter where it is, deep in the water, somewhere in a desert, deep in the jungle, somewhere out there in space, who's looking after it? Allah is. So, Alhamdulillah. Everybody say, Alhamdulillah. Now what does it mean? That Alhamdulillah, when? At all times. At all times. Even when things don't work out the way we want them to. And you might be a little hesitant to agree with me, but inshallah, very soon, you will. Because the thing is that when things go wrong, apparently wrong, and they make no sense to us, we get upset. What's wrong? Why did this happen? But we understand why it happened when, when afterwards. So, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. And even when we're going through some problem, there's still a reason to be thankful to Allah. Because even if 50 things are going wrong, there will still be something that's going right. There will be. You know, for example, you might find someone who is really sick, very unwell. I know somebody who was really unwell recently and the doctors had to take their blood every hour. So every hour they would come and poke them and take blood in order to check their sugar levels and so on and so forth. So you know what happened? They had poked this person so much in their arm and on their hands that they weren't able to find any vein or anything from which they could draw blood. So you know what they had to do? They had to draw blood from their ears every hour. But you know what? Alhamdulillah. Why? Why should we praise Allah and thank Him over here? Can you think of a reason? That Alhamdulillah, they're still alive. Any other reason? That That there's medical advancement. Yes, it's painful, But you can figure out what's going on in their body so that you can give them the right medication. So alhamdulillah for that. Yes, it's painful, but you're getting something out of it. Any other reason? Yes? Yes, that a believer, when they get poked by a thorn even, then what happens? Their sins are removed. They get purer and cleaner. So no matter what happens, Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin, and this is the reason why the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What would he say when there would be distressful things? He would say alhamdulillahi ala kulli alhamdulillah in every situation, because there's good. Now he is a rahman the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. And this is why we praise Him. Because no matter what happens, we know that our Lord is merciful. Even if we're going through a lot of pain, or we see a lot of suffering, we know that Allah is Rahman, So something good will come out of it. A Rahman. Rahim, you know once a man came to the Prophet sallallahu and this man he had a child with him and when he saw the child you know he started embracing him hugging him you know like when you see babies sometimes you find them so cute that you can't help but hold them or many people find babies cute anyway so this man when he came he was you know cuddling with the child and kissing him and you know hugging the baby. So the Prophet ﷺ asked him, that do you feel mercy towards this child? Like you just can't help but show him your love? And the man said yes. And the Prophet ﷺ said, that Allah is more merciful towards you than you are towards this child. Allah is more merciful towards you than you are towards this child. Can we remember that when things go wrong? Or when we get hurt? Or when we lose something? Or when something breaks? Or we get a bad mark? Or we don't get selected for something? Allah is more merciful to me than a loving parent or grandparent could be towards a child. He is Arhamul Rahimin, the most merciful of those who show mercy.